You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truth from his word today. I've chosen Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 as my life's verse, but we're going to read a little bit past that here this morning. In this passage of Scripture, I want to be bringing to you today, we are able to see that God has a very special plan for each and every one of our lives. Not only does God have a plan and a purpose for our life, he has this path for each and every one of us to walk on, and he is continually unveiling that path to us as we live our lives. But in this passage of Scripture, there are three things that are required if we're going to know what God's plan and purpose and path is for our lives and get on that path. The Bible said we must trust in Him with all of our heart and lean not unto our own understanding and then in all of our ways acknowledge Him. Three simple points and then He will give direction to our paths. And so follow along as I read here in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. I'm going to read down through verse 8. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. That's a promise from God. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. For it shall be health to thy navel, and morrow to thy bones. Now I have no idea what a healthy navel is. But I will tell you this, I don't want to have a sick one. Amen. What God promises is that if we will apply verse 5 and verse 6, he will bring incredible blessings into our lives. It says in verse 9, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy precious shall burst forth with new wine. Heavenly Father, I pray you'd bless the preaching of this passage of Scripture today. Would you speak deeply into our hearts? Help us to understand and discover what your plan and purpose for our life is, and then how we are to live out that plan, and how you just continuously unfold that plan before us as we live our lives. Father, this is such an important message. Would you put a hedge about this church? Would you please bind the wicked one that, Father, he would not snatch away the seed of your word from falling on receptive hearts today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's kind of interesting. A lot of what I'm going to say today, my son Daniel uh, taught on in Sunday school class, so they're really kind of parallel messages. It's um, It's really interesting how the Lord does that on so many different occasions. But I want to ask you a couple questions as we get started here this morning. What is God's purpose for your life? What is it? I hope that the majority of you would say, because most of you have said it in my ministry now for many years, that my main purpose in life is to bring pleasure to the Lord. 
Daniel mentioned that this morning in his Sunday school lesson. And you're absolutely right. Throughout Scripture, the Bible says that our goal, the very purpose for our existence, the reason God saved you and redeemed you and brought you into his family was that you would bring him pleasure with your life. Not that you would seek your own pleasure, but you would bring him pleasure. The Bible said, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are, and they were created. You were created for God's pleasure. Paul said, Furthermore, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. Our goal in life is to please the Lord to the very best of our ability. I could spend the rest of the service this morning just quoting passage after passage after passage that tells us that our goal in life is to please the Lord. If I were to ask you, what is God's plan for your life? Well, that's probably a lot harder to answer. His purpose for our life is to please him. We got that down. But what is God's plan for your life? As I stopped and I thought over my life's verse and I thought about the message that I would bring to you today and I thought about each and every one of you, my desire, my utmost desire as a pastor is that every one of you would know God's plan for your life and that you would live according to his plan for your life. I have no greater desire or passion in life than to see that taking place among the members here at Fellowship Baptist. This path, this plan is the greatest path. Listen to me, listen to me. It is the best and the greatest path of blessing, of joy and fulfillment in life. So if you want those three things, you need to get on this path. You need to discover what God's plan and purpose for your life is. David said this in Psalm 16 and verse 11, Thou wilt show me the path of life. God wants to show us that path. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Let's stop just for a moment and break that one verse down. Thou wilt show me the path of life. So many of us and so many people I know are not on the right path in life. You agree with me? Although God promised to, to show us the path of life, many are on the wrong path in life. And the Bible over and over again talks about various paths that an individual can be on. The Bible talks about the path that leads to heaven and the path that leads what? To hell. The path that leads to heaven is narrow and hard and few there be that find it. But the path that leads to hell is broad and it's wide and many there be that go thereat. 
The Bible talks about the path that leads to blessing and the path that leads to cursing. The Bible talks about the path that leads to life and the path that leads to death. I ask you a question this morning, please. Please, young people especially. What path are you on? Are you on the path that leads to heaven or are you on the path that leads to hell? Are you on the path that leads to blessing or are you on the path that leads to cursing? Are you on the path that leads to life, the path of life? Or are you on the path that leads to death? What path are you on in your life? Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of what? What is the world looking for? What are they looking for? Joy. They're looking for joy and happiness, but they're looking in all the wrong places and they're trying all the wrong things. And we have never had a culture that's more unhappy than it is today. Why? Because only in his presence. We're talking about fellowship with God. Only in his presence. See, some of you just aren't getting this. Some of you right now, I'm telling you, I would like to come and stand on the chair right in front of you and preach this message. You're just not getting it. You're not tuned in. And this is one of the most important messages I have ever preached in my 36 years of preaching. Only in his presence will you ever find fullness of joy. Truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we walk in the darkness of sin, we lie and do not the truth. He will show us the path of life. Only in his presence, that close fellowship with God, will you discover the fullness of joy. And then it says this, at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. I'm looking forward to the day when I'll be at his right hand. The Bible said, having promise of the life that now is. God has given us promises for this life. But then it says this, and of that which is to come, we have a far better life ahead of us. Amen? At his right hand, our pleasures, and that's all for eternity, we will be experiencing our pleasures forevermore. So this passage of scripture that we're in, here in my life's verse, 5 and 6 of Proverbs chapter 3, clearly tells us, how we can discover God's plan and purpose for our life, how we can walk on that path, and how we can, can continue to walk on that path throughout our lives until that day we are at his right hand, experiencing those pleasures forevermore. God is so good to continually reveal his plan and purpose for our lives said, but the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. And that's just how God leads us on this path. Just here a little and there a little. Just one step 
at a time on our way to eternity. Before I come back to my life's verse and the three things that are required for us to discover God's plan and purpose for our lives, I want to talk about two words, very familiar words to us, but are grace and faith. And how important these two small words are as it relates to God revealing and unfolding his plan for our lives. I believe this with all my heart, that the grace of God is demonstrated in the very fact that he does have a plan and purpose for my life. Are you with me? That, think about that. That is the grace of God, that he loves me enough that he had, he had God the God of the universe, the creator God, the one who holds all things together by the word of his power. God, God has a plan and a purpose for my life. You talk about grace. And that he would continually reveal that plan and purpose to me as I live out my life for him. The Bible says in Proverbs, Solomon speaking, he said, A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Do you know, eyeballs here, do you know that God wants to be actively involved in every one of your lives? That's grace. God wants to be actively involved in every one of our lives. He wants to be involved in directing our steps, getting us on that path and keeping us on that path of life. That's grace. As I think about grace, I... Think about it in four different ways. First of all, there's saving grace. For by grace are ye saved. Paul talked about sustaining grace, the grace that sustained him through his life and the many trials that he had to experience. He talked about the grace of God that strengthened him and enabled him to do the work for the Lord. And then the Bible talks about serving grace. Listen to this verse, Hebrews 12, 28. Are you listening? Say amen. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom. You know, when I received the kingdom when I was five years old and asked the Lord Jesus, come in my heart and be my savior. I received an eternal kingdom. Wherefore, we, all those who have trusted Christ, Receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. You cannot take my kingdom away from me. I am eternally secure in this kingdom. Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace. There's that word. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably. God gives us the grace 
to serve Him, the grace to get on that path and walk on that path and live on that path and pursue that path until the day we're in His presence. It's an amazing thing. Peter said it this way, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Manifold. Grace. If any man speak, there are speaking gifts given to us by God's grace. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Let him speak the word of God. If any man minister, there's ministering gifts, speaking gifts, ministering or serving gifts. Let him do it as the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Why does God give us grace to serve him so that he can be glorified in and through our lives with the special gifts that he has entrusted to each and every one of us? Grace is so much involved in us being on that path that God has planned for us to walk on. We started our Christian life by grace. Our Christian life continues in grace. You know what, church? Our Christian life one day will end in grace. It's all the grace of God. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end. Hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We started in grace. We continue in grace and one day our lives will end in grace and we will be with the Lord. I think of the three aspects of, of salvation. We'll get a little doctrinal lesson here. The Bible talks about justification. That's when our journey began. The Bible talked about sanctification. That's our journey in life continuing. And then the Bible talks about our glorification. That's when the journey ends and we're with the Lord and we have our glorified bodies. Justification, sanctification, glorification, it's all grace. It's all grace. It was a, listen, it was a gracious act of a loving God that reached down to me and reached down to you in your sin and loved us to himself and forgave us and redeemed us and brought us into his family and made us one of his children. You know what? I didn't do anything to deserve that. It was all an act of grace. All I did was accept it. The word of God speaks over and over and over again about this path that God would have us to travel. It's a path designed specifically. You need to get this point. It's a path designed specifically for each and every one of us. My path is not your path. Your path is not my path. God has a special path, a special plan, a special way for each and every one of us individually. The Bible is our GPS. 
The Holy Spirit is that voice that says recalculate. Are you with me? How many of you here have ever been following your GPS and you haven't paid real close attention and you missed your turn? I did that this week. I missed my turn. I wasn't paying attention. I was thinking about something else. And immediately a voice comes up and says what? Recalculate. Some of us here, we need to turn on our GPS. This book will keep you on the right path. And when we do happen to get off of the path, and we will, the Holy Spirit will speak into your heart. And he'll say, stop. You have veered off course. You need to recalculate, and you need to turn around, and you need to come back and get on the right path that will bring you to your destination. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand or when ye turn to the left. When we turn in a wrong direction, the voice of the Holy Spirit will say, Stop. Get back on the right path. I think of what Solomon said to his son. How many times have I said this to my seven sons? My son, walk thou not in the way with them. Refrain, refrain thy foot from their path. Son, your friends are on the wrong path. Don't get on that path with them. It's the wrong path. It's the path that leads to cursing. It's not the path of life. It's the path of death. Get off of that path. Any good father who loves his son or loves his daughter would say the same thing to them. Amen? Any pastor who loves his people will say the same thing to his people. You are on the wrong path. Stop and get back on the right path. The path that leads to life. This is the way. Walk ye in it. Solomon goes on to say, My son, pleading with his son, My son, if sinners entice thee, What? I can't hear you, what? Consent thou not. Go thou not in the way with them. Even though God has made the path very plain in his word, many of us, and some of you here today, haven't even stopped and considered what his path is for your life. You haven't stopped and pondered it. You haven't thought about it. You haven't looked for it. You haven't sought it. You haven't gotten out the GPS and tried to program it. 
you haven't even considered what God's path is for your life. We often move through our life without considering God or even giving his plan a second thought. It's all about what? Our plan. It's all about our path. It's all about where we want to go in our lives. The prophet said they turned back from him and would not consider any of his ways. Don't even consider it. They will not seek after God. God is not in all of their thoughts. You know, if there ever was a time that God should be in your thoughts, it should be when you're sitting in church listening to the preacher preach. That should be more interesting to you than playing with your hair. That should be more interesting to you than conversing with that friend that you're sitting by. This plain path that God is laying out there before you should be more interesting than whatever you're looking at on the floor. Whatever that is. Instead of living our lives for ourselves, which Solomon said is vanity. Vanity, it all was vanity. I think we would be wise just to stop and choose to believe that God has a better plan for our lives than we have for ourselves. Amen, preacher. I want to say it again. That God has a better plan for our lives than we have for ourselves. I believe that we can set our hearts today on by God's grace discovering that plan. And get on that path. I believe it can happen right now, right where you're sitting. That you can make a decision that you're going to listen to the Holy Spirit, that you have gotten away from your GPS, and that the Holy Spirit for some time now has been speaking to you and telling you to stop. You're going in the wrong direction in life. He's been telling you to recalculate and get back on the right path. You can get on that path today. I set before you this day life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. That brings me to the next word, faith. It's all grace that God would even have a plan and purpose for our lives and have a path for us to walk on. But it takes faith to get on that path and to walk on that path. It's so important. If we do not put our full faith in the Lord, we will be absolutely reluctant to get on the path that he has chosen for us. Jeremiah put it this way, 
And the Lord saith, Because they have forsaken my law, which I have set before them, and have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein, but have walked after the imagination of their own heart. They have their own plan. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will feed them, even this people. I will feed them with wormwood, and I will give them water of gall to drink. What is wormwood? Wormwood is something that's extremely bitter. How many, when you were young, went to the cupboard and you saw a chocolate bar sitting up there in the cupboard. And you looked around to make sure that mom wasn't looking, thinking that she had hidden a chocolate bar. Oh, I did that once. Once. And it says Nestle's on it. And you opened that chocolate bar and you took a big bite of that chocolate bar and it was one of the most bitter things you had ever bitten into. How many have ever done something like that? A lot of other stupid people here in the church. How many of you were quite shocked when that happened? How many of you were not expecting it? And that's exactly what happens when you get off that path that God has for you. You think, oh, this is a sweet path. This is sweet. The Lord said it's going to be like gall and it's going to be like wormwood. Do you have, and I'm be honest with me, do you have faith right now to believe that God has a right path for you to walk on in life? Do you believe that? That God has, God has a right path for me to walk on. They have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein, but have walked after the imagination of their own heart. There's a lot that would say, no, I don't have that. I don't have the faith to believe that. Well, unless you have the faith to believe that, you're not going to get on the path. Fear and unbelief will cause you to sidestep God's commandments. And it will, it will cause you to opt for your own course in life instead of God's. So it's grace that God would even have a path for us to walk on, but it's faith that causes us to get on that path and stay on that path and not veer off, and if we do, to quickly get back on. Walk by faith and not by sight. That brings me back now to my life's verse. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall what? Direct thy paths. The first thing that we have to do to discover the path that God has for us in life is to trust in him with all of our heart. That's the faith. You know, in order to trust in someone with all your heart, you have to have a pretty strong belief in that person. 
Yes or no? You have to trust in their integrity. You have to trust in their ability. You have to trust in their character. It's hard to believe that it's been a year since we elected a new president. Pastor Rich said to me last night at the banquet, he said, could you imagine if we would have elected Hillary Clinton where we'd be today a year later? I said, no, I don't even want to try to imagine that. But when the election was taking place, and what an election it was, a question was asked by multitudes of people. When you hear the name Hillary Clinton, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? The top three answers were liar, dishonest, and untrustworthy. And she got the popular vote. Can I tell you something about God? He is truthful. He'll never lie to you. He is honest. And he is completely trustworthy. So you know what? You can put your full confidence in him that he's going to lead you to the right path in life. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man. Whatever God says, whatever he requires, we can know for certain he has a right path for me. It may not make sense to me, but we're not to lean to our own understanding. We're to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. If we lack faith, ask God to increase it. Isn't that what the disciples did? Lord, increase our faith. And I want to say something to you from my own personal life. And if your life has been like my life and you have now for the majority of your life sought to trust the Lord and to obey the Lord, how many of you could testify with me that God's never led you down a wrong path? I've gone down several wrong paths. I've listened to some voices that have got me off the, wrong, the right path, onto a wrong path. But I can tell you this, God has never failed to show me what that clear path is. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Many of us have Let's be honest, we've messed up. We've gotten off of the path of life. But I got some good news. No matter how far you've gotten off of the path, God is there to get you back on. Amen? The prodigal son. If you don't know the story, Luke chapter 15, read it. But the prodigal son, I mean, he got off the path. He got off the path big time. But praise God, it just took a decision. For him to make, to turn around, to repent, and get back on the right path in life. You can trust in God's integrity. You can trust in his ability. You can trust in his character. You can trust in his sovereignty. Trust in the Lord with all your heart.
To trust in the Lord with all of our heart means that we cannot pick and choose what areas we want to trust Him in. It means we trust Him what? Completely. We trust Him totally. And it really is, church family, it really is a very foolish thing for us to rely upon our own wisdom. Our wisdom is limited. His is infinite. He is the all-wise God. Even when we cannot comprehend, we cannot understand why God is leading us down this particular path, it's always right. And we can trust Him. Number one, trust in the Lord with all of thine heart. I have a quote here from Solomon. He said to his son, he said, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the right paths. God has taught us in a way of wisdom. He has led us in a right path. Trust in him with all your heart. Number two, this is our biggest problem. Lean not unto what? Your own understanding. Our God is a sovereign God. He's a wise God. He's an all-powerful God. He is a righteous God. That's why we are told, don't trust in yourself. Don't trust in yourself. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Stop. Stop it. Stop. Stop trying to figure it all out yourself. God already has it figured out. Stop it. Get back on this path. Yeah, it may not seem reasonable. It may not seem logical. God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. But when the GPS said you missed it, recalculate, get back, then do it by faith. Do it. When we don't comprehend what is happening, we are still to trust the Lord. Thou art a gracious God and merciful God, slow to anger, loving in kindness. He knows me intimately. And he has chosen the exact path that he would have for my life. Remember what God said to Moses? I know you by name. God knows me. God knows my uprisings. He knows my downsittings. He knows the abilities and the gifts that he has given me. And the plan that he has for my life is perfect. And if I veer off of that path, I'm going to be biting into some real wormwood. How many of you here would testify with me to say from your own personal testimony, there was a time, Pastor, I got off the path and I got into some of that wormwood. Look at this. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. Lean not unto your 
own understanding. Number three, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. What does it mean to acknowledge him? It's not just like, oh yeah, God exists. I acknowledge that God exists. When I acknowledge God, I'm acknowledging him as my Lord. I am acknowledging him for who he is. He is my Lord. Why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? In all thy ways acknowledge him. You are Lord. I recognize that you have absolute authority over my life. I acknowledge that you have a direction for me to take in life, and it's not up to me. It's up to you. You are my Lord. I'm going to acknowledge you in every situation and in every single circumstance. I don't always know why the Lord allows trials and suffering and adversity and persecution and law. I don't always understand why God allows some of those things as I'm walking down his path, but I know this. My God is always good. And his plan and his path is always perfect. It's always the best. If we trust in him with all of our heart, if we refuse to lean unto our own understanding, and in every area of our lives we will acknowledge him as Lord, I'm going to obey you. He promises to what? Promises to what? Direct our paths. You do those three things, God said, I promise you. I will direct your paths. Well, we may stumble and we may veer off the path, but thank God for his grace. That he will forgive us and he will get us right back on. If we will repent, he'll get us back on that right path. Lead me in the way everlasting. You ask him to do it, and he will. God's path isn't always easy, is it? Is it? But it's always the best. When we think we can do a better job at plotting our own course... We're going to ultimately forfeit our happiness and our prosperity in life. Let me leave you with a couple verses. Because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them, Jeremiah says, and have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein, but have walked after the imagination of their own heart, therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will feed them, even this people, with wormwood. And give them water of gall to drink. Don't ever forget that verse. Don't be wise in your own eyes. The last words I will share with you are from wise old Solomon. He said, seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than for him. Don't play the fool. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. All of God's people said, let's pray. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you.
to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.